previously on the 32 minute podcast and those just means it's within the bone root form it looks like a root it has a shape of a root we can use a conventional uh, root form implant longer implant as tuberoterigoid implant uh, the system almost all systems they have 18 21 not, not more than that so by zygoma we need much longer 32 yeah. 34 yeah. uh active implants we can use in every case but the passive type of implant is not suited for all bone types the main aspect of it is the connection the implant abutment connection uh the in that is what i give more importance So when we do a full arch with six implants 32 surfaces has to fit each other the surface characteristics yes the companies say that this surface is good our surface is good but um, when i see clinically for example some systems are very expensive and it's not worth spending that much for that some systems uh, they came to india they just sell the implant and when we look for the prosthetic option that particular kind of uh, option is not available with the mm-hmm. system ha mm-hmm. uh, uh, i will tell you my experience i started when i started my implant practice i don't want to mention the system but uh, i was using a very expensive system that time that was uh, uh, the system available in india very few systems among the very few systems i used that system so the uh, the problem was uh, so there's no harm in saying that you probably keep zygomatic as the last option yes, yes. of course i i think all uh, all implantologists uh, keep okay. zygomatic as the last option whenever we don't have bone in zone 1 zone 2 and zone 3 then only yeah. we go for a zygomatic option mm-hmm. uh, most of the cases we get born in uh, at least in zone 1 and 2 in this episode basal implants uh, the thread design is different so uh, it's easy to get uh, good primary stability with uh, basal implant and uh, it, it basal implants are thin single piece implants okay there is no issues associated with screw loosening or something like that but the problem is but uh, most of the uh, most of our colleagues are confused with uh, uh, basal and immediate loading uh, mayur have you heard about immediate loading implants if we can achieve uh, this we can use any implant system to load immediately we don't need to use those special kind of implants so the problem is if we deliver a full arch processes and if the ceramic chips off or if we want to re- retrieve the prosthesis for some reason it's a nightmare what should one look out for uh, for in an ideal physio dispenser according to you uh by a physio which is uh, uh which is trouble free and we get service in india 
there are so many implant kits available uh, in the market uh, why is it that uh, we can use that particular company's implant kit only for that particular implant why did they make it like this why can't they make a universal like our aerotor will accept all companies birds okay yeah. so how should an ideal implant kit be uh should i have an implant kit which has a lot of drills with a lot of options or should should i buy an implant kit which is simple to use with less drills and we need to have a torque wrench in the surgical kit uh we need to measure the insertion torque if you want to and second thing uh, for the prosthetic screw tightening we always need a prosthetic uh, wrench this is episode 19 of the 32 minute podcast with dr jebin george dr jebin from cochin india is an internationally renowned oral implantologist with over 2 and 1/2 decades of experience a graduate of university of madras he has postgraduate degree certificate in implant dentistry from cods manipal ms implantology from gmu italy and clinical masters in implant dentistry from Stony Brook University USA. He is a fellow and diplomat of ICOI and owns a certificate in advanced implantology from Buffalo University USA. He has a postgraduate certificate in orthodontics from University of Aarhus, Denmark. With his specialty practice to implant dentistry, he serves as a consultant in four countries that is Maldives, Oman, Zimbabwe and Ethiopia. In addition he is a visiting faculty for implant program in Government University of Mekelle. Dr. Jebin is also the co-founder and director of Cochin Implant Institute. He has backed many awards and has given appearance as an orator in many international implant training programs all across the world. Cool. Uh so we did speak about uh, all the routine implants but uh, one implant is missing and that is the basal uh can you explain about the structure of this particular implant first before we go into should somebody choose it or not how is it different from the conventional basal implants uh, the thread design is different so uh, it's easy to get uh, good primary stability with uh, basal implant and uh, it, it basal implants are thin, single piece implants okay uh so uh, the advantage of uh, basal implants are since it is a single piece and polished collar there is no issues associated with screw loosening or something like that but the problem is i would say aesthetic wise it is zero for me uh, i don't prefer to place a basal implant in the aesthetic zone i always uh, place a a two piece implant conventional implant which gives a better aesthetics and better prosthetic options so um, maybe basal is good for an aged uh, person like uh, who is not uh, fit for any bone grafting or any other procedure just he want few implants and uh, a prosthesis maybe in such cases uh, basal is an option Mm-hmm. but uh, most of the uh, most of our colleagues are confused with um, uh, basal and immediate loading uh 
mayur have you heard about immediate loading implants uh yeah when they load it as soon as they place it yeah yeah but immediate loading is a uh, protocol it's not an implant we mm. cannot call immediate loading implants yeah, yeah. it is a protocol which uh, we are following uh there are certain uh, criteria which uh, if we can achieve like uh the insertion torque of the implant if it is 35 newtons then minimum implant length uh, 10 mm bicortical anchorage cross arch stabilization if we can achieve uh, this we can use any implant system to load immediately we don't need to use those special kind of implants to load imp- uh, immediately so immediate loading is a protocol which uh, we can follow using any implant system but certain implants are uh, uh, the design of the implants uh, is favorable uh, to achieve good primary stability so that is the only thing i find it in uh, the so called basal implants but when it comes to the prosthetic part it is we we can't give a screw retain processes oh is it yeah it's always cement. it's always cement retained okay 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 so the problem is if we deliver a full arch processes and if the ceramic chips off or if we want to re- retrieve the prosthesis for some reason it's a nightmare you can't remove it you have to cut the process yeah. and remove yeah, yeah. so imagine uh, you are cemented a processes on 10 implants or 12 implants and how will you remove it a cement retained process you have to cut it and remove it you can't use a crown remover on implants oh yeah, yeah. so it, it it will be it is a nightmare removing yeah, yeah. a yeah but if it is a two piece implant a screw retained process you can remove it in 10 minutes so that is the advantage of a screw retained that is the single two piece implant mm-hmm. so i prefer to use uh, screw retained processes in all my full arch cases mm-hmm. i don't use a cement retained processes mm-hmm. and uh, screw retained processes are possible only with two piece implants mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. So that's why uh, in basal we cannot do screw retained we have to go for cement, cement retained yeah, yeah. okay we did speak about a lot of implants and now i probably want to take your opinion on uh, physio dispensers because that's one thing that nobody can work with uh, in in the implant world uh, so what should one look out for uh, for in an ideal physio dispenser according to you uh, physio dispenser is basically a surgical motor with a uh, pump inbuilt pump uh, for the saline so um, what we have to look for is uh, physio dispensers are available from uh, around 1 lakh rupees uh, till 2 lakh rupees physios are available uh, by a physio which is uh, uh, which is trouble free and we get service in india i know uh, there are few cheaper uh, companies uh, were selling in india 
even some of my colleagues purchased it and once it is broken or something happened to that then there is no service available so that is a problem but there are uh, companies like uh, w&h which gives good service then nsk physio is there recently we have marathon marathon physio is there good service and uh, uh this head in company is supplying a physio uh, session it's from session so these uh, physios are uh, reasonably good mm-hmm. yeah and uh, we should look for the torque we need to have good torque like 50 to 70 newtons of torque when we uh, drill the bone the main function of the physio is um, high torque at low speed so that we don't want to heat the bone we want to avoid heat necrosis the normal uh, motor which is a surgical motor which is available in our clinic it has uh, good torque only at high speed when we work when we use the motor at high speed there is more heat generation so we need something uh, a motor which has uh, high torque at low speed yeah okay so what is one physio dispenser that you would blindly suggest to our listeners yeah. just one one physio dispenser uh, this uh, marathon physio is good okay you you would you would blindly suggest yeah, yeah. that's uh, okay i i have uh, one marathon physio uh, as you know i go for consultation in uh, uh, ethiopia I have kept one physio there that's marathon I okay, okay. I have placed lot of implants with that mm-hmm. and it's working well and mm-hmm. it's fiber optic okay okay uh, I was hesitant to buy that in the beginning then last minute when I was traveling I had to buy this there was no other uh, physio oh, okay, yeah okay, okay. so I bought it and it's working fine so far no issues okay uh so what what do you mean by fiber optics in physio dispenser why is it needed the light comes from the handpiece mm-hmm. so we get a clear vision mm-hmm. especially when we do implant surgeries blood is there uh, so if you have a better lighting it is good so the light at the tip of the handpiece is always good okay so yeah. you you do better vision yeah So the marathon one yes marathon one has uh, fiber even the wnh one has uh, oh, fiber optic okay. but it's very expensive okay okay this is uh, around 1 lakh rupees by Can, marathon yeah okay okay mm, i remember i i i got an equinox one and i'm suffering quite a bit now it's not working but one thing is that uh, none of the implant companies are manufacturing physio dispenser mm-hmm. as far as i know Ost- <coughs> ostium i don't think ostium is manufacturing physio okay okay ostium is getting physio from wnh or some other company okay okay so mm, even uh, noble biocare noble biocare was selling wnh physio Oh, okay with uh, yeah. noble biocare stamp yeah. uh, but none of the implant companies edin yeah, no. edin was telling se- selling uh, binair physio mm-hmm. uh, so edin is not manufacturing mm-hmm. binair physio okay now we come to uh, implant kits okay so 
there are so many implant kits available uh, in the market. Uh, why is it that uh, we can use that particular company's implant kit only for that particular implant? Why did they make it like this? Why can't they make a universal like our aerotor will accept all companies' birds? Why? Why yeah. are they doing this? Yeah, because um, uh, different uh, companies have different implant design and diameter and length, different sizes. Implants are available. So, for a particular size implant, as per the drilling protocol, we need a particular set of drills. So that's why, uh, for example, uh, Noble Biocare has uh, a 4.3 implant, which need uh, special drills to place that 4.3. But in some other system, they may not have 4.3. The thread design also may be different. The drilling protocol will be different. Uh, the drill design will be different. So suiting that particular implant, uh, design and size it needs special drills so that is manufactured by that particular usually drill. usually people say that uh, they do this because they want to earn more money maybe <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay we cannot deny that fact okay yeah. so how should an ideal implant kit be uh, should I have an implant kit which has a lot of drills with a lot of options or should should I buy an implant kit which is simple to use with less drills? Because everything is like really confusing, at least for a beginner like me. Yeah, it's uh, uh, even I don't like uh, a <laughs> surgical kit with a lot of drills and mm -hmm. looking at uh, the kit itself, we are confused. Mm -hmm. uh, this is for what? This is yeah. for what? Yeah. But a simple kit with a minimum number of drills is uh, enough i think how many drills would you be looking at like at least you you need you need so much and you're happy what would you suggest like uh, yeah, we have to look uh, the diameter of the implant available in the system mm -hmm. so if you have a six millimeter diameter implant in that particular system then you may have uh, you should have a drill to place the 6 millimeter implant, that will be more than 5 millimeter in diameter. So, starting from 2 millimeter pilot drill, there'll, it's a sequential drilling always. So, there will be some uh, 6, 7, 8 drills in that uh, mm -hmm. system. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, apart from the drills, what are the important things inside the implant kit that you suggest that uh, people should start using? if they are not yet using? Uh, again, uh, I say it all depends on the design of the implant. Like in some systems, we have to use a crustal bone tap, a drill which is used in the crustal bone alone, a short okay. drill. Okay. Uh, it's like a pilot drill or something? Uh, it's a very short drill. We use only in the crustal bone. So, if the implant design is like that, we need to have that. So, uh, but uh, uh, nowadays when we use the active implant, the implant itself is uh, self-cutting, self-threading, self-condensing type mm -hmm. of design. So, um, in soft bone, just with the pilot drill, we make the osteotomy and the implant will go inside. We just need to drive it inside. 
especially active implant so we don't need to have all these uh, crustal bone tap and uh, mm-hmm. other things because implant itself cuts and uh, drives i mean uh, cuts and condenses the mm-hmm. bone and gives good primary stability and we need to have a torque wrench in the surgical kit uh we need to measure the insertion torque if you want to and second thing uh, for the prosthetic screw tightening we always need a prosthetic uh, wrench in which we can measure the insertion torque of the implant and the screw a surgical torque wrench uh, we can measure the insertion torque of the implant a prosthetic torque wrench we can measure the insertion torque i mean that at what force we have to tighten the abutment screw okay, okay. Yeah, so there are specification for that for example uh, some companies uh, the abutment screw should be tightened at uh, 35 newtons so we have to measure it so we need to have a torque wrench to measure that otherwise you expect core welding or something to happen the screw may break okay and another thing uh, if we tighten the screw with our hand Mm-hmm. maximum force we can exert is 15 newtons yeah, yeah, yeah. but we have to use the 35 newtons of force mm-hmm. to tighten the screw yeah. how can we insert uh, with our finger force 35 mm-hmm. newtons of force mm-hmm. so we need to have a torque okay yeah. okay okay so i think um, the session was quite informative and uh, i learned a lot and i'm sure our listeners would also learn a lot and they would definitely uh, uh suggest it to their friends as well but it was very fruitful for me thank you so much uh, sir thank you mayor thank, thank you so much podcast. yeah, <laughs> yeah. thank you that is all we have time for in this episode of the 32 minute podcast do check out all our blogs contests events and other episodes on 32minute.com If you have questions for any of the speakers interviewed on my podcast or if you are someone who has valuable information or experience that can help the listeners or if you would want me to call a particular guest on my show please mail me on podcast at 32minute.com I'm also open to your suggestions and ideas to make the show more helpful and exciting Don't forget to join our Telegram group for all the updates on our activities on the 32minute podcast I release an episode every Sunday morning so do subscribe to my podcast to get an alert when I release the next episode. Please remember it takes 30 hours of hard work for a single episode on the podcast. So if you like the show please leave a review and a rating on my podcast. This is your host Dr. Mayur Dawda signing off for now. I'll meet you in the next episode of my podcast. Till then keep listening, keep learning.